Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively and have some exciting news. In addition to this podcast, I am beginning another podcast that will feature steamy and ultra steamy romance novels. These will be available on the new platform, Ream Stories. That's R-E-A-M Stories. Stop by to see what's already available at tinyurl.com slash reamcherish. Now we can continue with Coveted Kiss. So get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 13 Bella wasn't sure what to expect when she arrived at work. As she and Jack walked into Savage Security, her heart rate increased and sweat dampened her armpits. Her body was reacting to the scene of her attack. Even though it was obvious the men had been working on cleaning up the office, it didn't help. Fear and pain barreled down on her, fogging her eyes and stealing her breath. She swiped a hand along the back of her neck and felt the misting of sweat along her hairline. Shit. Jack recognized her nerves. The muscles of her face tightened, and her chest rose and fell in a rush to get air. Needing to calm her, he put his hand on her back and stepped closer to her, hoping his presence would bring her peace. He should have asked Cole how the office looked. Don't look around. I'll guide you into my office. You can close your eyes if you want. Bella nodded and clamped her eyes shut. She tried to get a deep breath of air, but the expansion of her chest sent an ache through her ribs, an all-too-physical reminder of the violence. Cole kept his thoughts and emotions in check as Bella made her way to Jack's office. Her eyes were squeezed shut as Jack guided her down the hallway. He was thankful that the carpet had been fixed in the office and hallway. At least she hadn't seen the blood. Hearing Jack's voice, Tyson and Ryan stepped out of the conference room. Hey, Bella, it's good to see you, Tyson said. She bore the cuts and bruises of a violent attack. It sickened him. She hadn't deserved any of this. He hoped Eric was getting a share of his own brutality. Tyson's deep voice warmed her. She stopped and turned towards him. Opening her eyes, she gave Tyson a smile. Hey, she said, and realized that Ryan was there too. She saw strength in their eyes. They'd been through hell before. She could survive it too. Jack escorted her to his office. It wasn't very big, but everything in there was organized. His desk and chair faced the door, and along the side wall was an old sofa. She'd always thought it was ugly with its horrible 80s fabric, but right now, it looked like heaven. You can hang out here, Jack pointed to the sofa. I know it's old, but hey, he shrugged. It was free. He laughed. His grandparents had given him that sofa when he moved into his own place, it was better than anything he could afford at the time, especially since he wasn't home much and didn't want to invest in anything expensive. Bella sat and rested her elbow on the sofa arm. It's perfect, she said optimistically. I'll stream some shows from my laptop. Who knows? I may even fall asleep. She'd already slept most of the day away. Hopefully she'd be able to sleep at night. Cole stepped into Jack's office, catching Bella's attention. Bella? Cole started. I'm sorry that you got caught up in this mess. He knew her bruises were temporary, but the scars on her psyche would be harder to mend. We'll get to the bottom of this. Bella nodded and tucked some hair behind her ear. Thanks. She felt stupid in front of the guys. She'd been totally gaga over Eric, and it had been all a con. She knew she looked foolish. How could she not? She shouldn't have worn her heart on her sleeve. And then she thought about Jack. What was she going to do about him 
and his attraction. Cole made eye contact with Jack. Once you're ready, I've got some news for you. Jack nodded and knelt in front of Bella. I'll just be in the conference room. Do you need anything? Water? Soda? Her smile sucker punched him. She knew she looked awful. She'd seen the damage in the bathroom mirror at her apartment. But the way Jack looked at her made her feel beautiful. It was like he didn't see the damage she'd sustained. No, thanks. I'm good. She held up her laptop. Gonna binge some shows. She wasn't sure what she wanted to watch. Her typical favorites were the thrillers. But she wasn't sure she was up for watching anything with violence. And chick flicks or romantic comedies were definitely not an option. Jack wanted to brush a kiss along her lips to taste her sweetness. But that would be presumptuous. So instead... He covered her knee with his hand and gave it a gentle squeeze. Just yell if you need anything. Standing, he walked away from her and donned his other persona. The persona that kicked ass and took names. Alicia stood in the hallway and waited for Jack to leave his office so she could be with Bella. This attack situation was surreal, throwing her back to her kidnapping and the response of the men. She'd never forget what they'd done for her, saving her from Pacey and his twisted mind. And now, here she stood, waiting to comfort Bella, one of the nicest women she knew who'd been so cruelly used by a man she trusted. Jack exited his office to go to the meeting with Cole and the others in the conference room. He stopped when he saw Alicia waiting in the hallway. He gave her a tight smile, and Alicia read the stress on his face. After giving her a curt nod, he entered the conference room. Jack paced around the table before jerking out his chair and easing into it. He felt the heavy stares of the men around him. Clearing his throat, he leaned forward, crossed his arms on the table, and focused on Cole. Chapter 14 Alicia rapped softly on the door and spotted Bella on the sofa in Jack's office. Hey, she said as she stepped into the room. She was shocked by the bruises that covered Bella's face and neck. Bella looked worse than she had after Pacey kidnapped her. Can I join you? Bella put aside her laptop and bent her knees to rest her legs on the sofa. Of course, she rasped out with a slight smile. Alicia sat on the opposite side of the sofa. She brought her feet up and wrapped her arms around her knees. How are you feeling? She cocked her head to the side and raised an eyebrow. She didn't want to pry, but she knew it would be good for Bella to talk about it. Bella inhaled, flinching at the pinch of pain in her ribs. I'm okay. The drugs are keeping the pain at bay. Do you want anything? She pointed to the laptop. I could pop some popcorn to go with whatever you're watching. No, thank you. I'm sure they'll order something later. Dinner time was quickly approaching. Okay. Alicia licked her lips and barreled ahead. Do you want to talk about it? Bella's eyes teared, and she fought for control over her emotions. She remembered how helpless she'd felt when she was trying to be supportive of Alicia. She hadn't known what to say, and now that she was the survivor too, a kaleidoscope of emotions blinded her to logic. I feel like a fool, Bella mumbled. I believed every lie he whispered in my ear. And what's worse, I made an idiot out of myself in front of the guys. She pointed her hand in the direction of the conference room. Maybe going through life like a robot was the way to go. Alicia tilted her head and scooted closer to Bella. You can't think like that. None of this is your fault, 
and no one thinks you're a fool. Look at Logan. He's lucky to be alive. She regretted the words as soon as they were out of her mouth. Truth told, so is Bella. Bella snorted. I know how he feels. She nervously dug her fingernail under her other nails. Eric would have killed me if Jack hadn't. She suddenly stopped talking. She wasn't sure how much to say. If Jack what? Alicia asked. She knew she'd only heard the bare minimum regarding the situation. She knew Jack had found Bella, but she wondered what they hadn't told her. Mike had been very tight-lipped about sharing information with her. Bella's brain sizzled as she tried to rescue herself. She didn't know how much Alicia had been told by Mike. She just knew that she hadn't mentioned much to Alicia. Jack found me. I was unconscious. He saved my life. She opened and closed her hand, letting her nails bite into her palm. The subtle sensation of pain distracted her from the fear that flooded her. Alicia's mouth gaped. I heard that Jack shot him, but I didn't realize that you were unconscious. Yeah, she replied flatly. Just coming to terms with that fact was hard to grasp. She'd be dead right now, on a coroner's table somewhere, or on ice in the morgue, if it wasn't for Jack. Wow, Alicia started. I bet Jack wants to get his hands on Eric. If the jerk is smart, he'll stay hidden. Bella tilted her head, making eye contact with Alicia. Why would you say that? Did Alicia know about Jack's crush? Had she been the only one to not see it? Alicia grinned, the corners of her mouth quirking up. Well, she paused for a moment. Jack likes you, she said hesitantly. I hadn't realized it until the night of the Christmas party when you brought Eric to the restaurant. I'd never seen Jack so irritated. When Mike and I got home, I asked him about it. After several rounds of questions, he finally admitted that Jack's liked you for a while. She gave a small shrug. Did you really not have any clue? The room spun. Bella hadn't seen Jack's jealousy that night. She'd been too caught up in Eric's con, but she had noticed Jack's extreme reaction to Eric. She thought that Jack had been rude because Eric wasn't a manly man like him. At the time, it had never crossed her mind that Jack had romantic feelings for her. She'd been so blinded by her prejudice towards Jack, thinking he didn't like her because she voiced an opinion concerning Alicia's protection that she hadn't seen the lust in his eyes. She should have known better. Jack was not a man to be intimidated by differing opinions. Even if he didn't agree with someone, he'd always respect the person for having the courage to voice their opinion. So, Alicia started, what are you going to do about it? I heard you're staying with him. She couldn't help but smile at the way Bella's eyes grew at her words. Staying with him. Bella was shocked that that information had already made the rounds. She hadn't truly agreed to that anyway. But then again, Jack had designated himself her protector until this thing was resolved. Alicia, Bella said, rubbing her fingertips over her forehead as she thought, I don't know. I'm so confused. The guy I was dating tried to kill me and Jack saved my life. Right now, I look at Jack and want to throw myself at him in gratitude. But that's not me. I work with him. Things could get weird. She didn't want to make things awkward at work. This was the best place she'd ever worked. He's been nothing but respectful so far. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to take it slow. Alicia couldn't help but snicker. 
Yeah, we'll see, she said with a smirk and a head nod that demonstrated her opinion on the subject. I hope you two get together. We could double date. Bella snorted. Let me get through this nightmare, and then I'll worry about dating. Chapter 15 Cole scrubbed his hand over his face and stared at the team seated around the conference table. Logan's in the lab. He's working on his own special project. I'll brief him later after our meeting. It'll just be the six of us on this. He glanced at the men. Mike, Ryan, Tyson, and Jack. He knew Jack wouldn't sit on the sidelines, but he'd watch him carefully to make sure he was thinking with logic rather than emotions. Mike and Jack, I've handed your trellis work off to Ethan. Ryan and Tyson, Zach will compile your findings on the security at O'Donnell Brewery and present our recommendations to them. And Logan will assist with the tech side of things. Thankfully, with the Christmas holiday, the companies are practically shut down and working with skeleton crews, so nothing must be done immediately. Except find the bastards that are gunning for us, Jack said. It pissed him off that someone was coming at them. He understood their logic, hating them for their past deeds that destroyed their network of terror, but he didn't like not knowing who they were up against. They were usually the ones with the advantage. The anonymity of the group coming for them frustrated him. Tyson cleared his throat. What are we telling the others? Cole nodded his head and then began. I've spoken with everyone. They know the basics. Bella was attacked by Eric. He fled after Jack shot him. And the police are looking for him. Logan was targeted by a terrorist cell. And the woman killed herself in his home. They know to be alert. And that we are working with the assumption that we are still under attack until we clean this up. Tyson liked that. The others needed to know the danger they were in and be on guard. What do we know so far? Cole tapped open a file on his computer and displayed it on the smartboard behind him. Despite his theatrics when first captured, Eric has indeed talked and been very helpful. We've confirmed that he was working with Aditya, who we now know was the Black Widow. She and Eric wanted revenge for our part in Operation Recluse. Rhea, who just happened to be Aditya's sister and Eric's wife, and other members of Eric's cell were killed that night. Other than the Rhea connection, Aditya and Eric hated each other. We now know that Eric had at least one other partner whom he met with for planning the attack on us. Cole clicked on a file and a driver's license popped up. This is Adil Shaw. Cole pointed to the image on the board. The photo revealed a middle-aged man with more salt than pepper in his hair. The wavy curls on his head blended into his bushy eyebrows and the graying beard that covered his face. With the dark bags under his brown eyes, he resembled a butt-ugly Wookiee. Adil works at the local home supply store on Karis Lane. He is married to Amani Shaw. With another click, a photo of Amani popped up. She was middle-aged and wore a headscarf. Crow's feet etched her brown skin near her caramel eyes. Wrinkles creased an otherwise attractive face. She'd obviously been pretty in her youth. Amani is a housewife. They have two kids who have flown the nest. Tyson and Ryan. Cole glanced at them. You will go to their house and talk with them. If they aren't home, see what you can find. Cole clicked open a new file and another license popped up. Meet Suleiman Shaw, Adil's brother. Another middle-aged man stared blankly in the photo with a tight smile and a bulbous nose. Gray hair ringed his head, leaving him bald on top. 
wrinkles fanned out from his dark brown eyes. Cole rested his hands on his hips as he continued. Mike and Jack, you're going to go check out Sultan's Feast. Suleiman owns the restaurant. According to Eric, that's where he met with Adil and Aditya. Right now, we don't know how Suleiman is involved. Eric maintains that he didn't have much contact with Suleiman. Cole clicked open another file. This is Mariam Shaw, Suleiman's wife. A middle-aged woman with kind eyes and a headscarf was shown. Her smooth complexion was medium-toned. She could easily pass for European. Right now, there is no reason to suspect her involvement, but she may be at the restaurant. Consider Suleiman a threat until you know otherwise. Mike spoke. Do we make contact with Suleiman or just observe? Cole tapped his finger on the table. I have no idea what you'll find there. Use your own judgment. The men around the table nodded at Cole's words. Then he began again. I've sent you the information that we've gathered so far. Take a moment to look over the rest of it before you leave. Cole closed the open folders on the laptop. Also, as you know, Logan's computer was bugged. He's researching the technology right now in the lab. Let's go. Cole tossed a thumb over his shoulder. The men closed their laptops and scooted away from the table to follow Cole to the lab. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoyed the reading for today. If you have not had a chance to listen to Avenging Kiss, you may want to do that. It can be found in episodes 38 through 53. To keep up with various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow my Secret Obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively, or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.